Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the September 8th, 2020 episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. She's Kim. He's Chris. And we're going to talk about products and all kinds of interesting nifty things and cited help. What Cited help to use nifty things. Exactly. Yeah. Lots of interesting things coming on. But first, we have some administrative goodness to discuss with you in the form of products that are or will soon be available to you. So let's begin with the one that we've been talking about every podcast for the last little bit, which is our Orbit class. Right now, we have 36 of you in the class. That's okay. That's okay. But we would really like to have 50 of you. But what we're going to do is... We looked at it. We said, well, there are 36 of you. We're going to go ahead and hold it. So we initially said, has to be 50, has to be 50. We finally decided, well, you've signed up. You're here. And 36 is still going to make it worthwhile for us to carry on the class. So we'll go ahead and hold it with 36 of you who are here. As of September 15th, your orders will be processed, those of you who have already registered for the class. If you have not registered, or if you know someone who has not and wishes to, you will get the recording after the class has been done, of course. But you will be charged on the 15th if you register now. So if you decide to do that, that's how that will work. And then when class comes around, you will get the two sessions of class after they have aired. So that's how that works. So remember, class is going to be held over two weeks. October 8th. And October 15th of 2020 of this year. That's right. Lisa will be teaching the class. For those of you who are familiar with the previous Orbit tutorial, you will be familiar with Lisa's teaching style. You'll know how that's going to work. The difference is, by being part of the live class, if you are able to come live, we will have the opportunity to answer your questions. Or, more properly, Lisa will have the ability because she's the one who uses the device. So, essentially, Mystic Access is offering the platform for the class to be taught. And we will be offering the class as a product after the fact. The advantage of joining now is to have the ability to ask questions live and to immediately access the documentation. So we have another special little perk for those of you who register for the class. This is only for registrants of the class. When you register, we will give you an email address. We'll send it to you right after the pre-orders are all placed on the 15th. We'll send you out an email. You're gonna have a special email address where you can send in your questions prior to class. That way, if you know you have a specific question, either you're not going to be there live, you're shy, you're afraid Zoom will have a moment, (laughs) whatever, you can guarantee that your question will be answered in class by sending it to a specific email address that we are going to create for the purpose. Lisa will be part of that address. She will see your question, and we will make sure that your questions are all answered during one of the two sessions of class. So that's another little perk. You will be guaranteed to have your question answered. Don't send them to info. Please don't send them to info. That's not where they go. (laughs) Send them to the address that we're going to send you after September 15th. So just hold off. Wait till after the 15th, after your pre-orders have been placed, and then we will send you that address. Let's talk about some upcoming products that we either have in the pipeline or will have in the pipeline or up for pre-order very soon so let's talk about the ones that are already up we have the fire tablet tutorial and the fire tv slash fire stick tutorial my hope is to get those done by the end of september if not we're going to push them forward by two weeks 
and make sure that they are ready to go. I'm not going to give you a product that is half-baked because that's not how it works. We're going to make sure that you get the ultimate product that I can create on these two devices. And you never know. Chris and I might end up playing some together with some of this with the tutorial. Especially with Fire TV slash Stick tutorial. Because they are a lot of fun to use. So we'll see how that goes. Those are up. They are available for pre-order. And I will link to them in the show notes for you. So that you can check those out if you have not done so already. Hopefully, by the time the next podcast comes out... I'll also have the syllabus for those tutorials up in their product descriptions. That's the plan anyway. If you want to know for sure, and hopefully I can do that by the end of this coming week. I'm going to have some busy stuff happening personally in the next week, so I'm not sure exactly if I can get it done by then, but I will have it done soon. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put up a newsletter for those of you on the news list and also a page on the Mystic Access News section of the website and let you know more about these things because we're going to talk about two other products in a second. And when those are up for pre-order, all this stuff is going to go into a newsletter. So you'll know what we're talking about here and you'll know the links to use to find out more information. So Fire Stick, Fire TV tutorial. That's one tutorial, 45 bucks, available for pre-order now. The other one is the Fire Tablet tutorial. So if you have an old Fire Tablet, you're still going to get use out of it. If you have a brand shiny new Fire Tablet, you're going to get use out of it too. And it's going to be a really fun thing to put together. And it's something we've been wanting to do, as some of you know, for a very long time. So we'd love to have you pre-order if it's something of interest to you. They're both $45. They're both up and available for pre-order. And right now they say September 30th is the date of release. I'm going to do my best. I cannot promise yet because there's a lot of craziness happening in the month of September here. So it may be the middle of October, but they are going to be coming out. There's a lot in the creation pipeline, as you're about to see, here in Mystic Access Land. So please bear with us, but know that you can go ahead and place your pre-orders now. And as with the pre-orders that we always offer at Mystic Access, you will not be charged until the pre-order date. So the next couple of tutorials, one has been a tutorial that we've been asked for for a long time as well, and that is Windows 10. This is going to be one of the most comprehensive things we've ever done, so it's going to be a beast, but in a good way. Yes, and we're going to do it together. We are. So you're going to hear both of us hacking along just like you would on this podcast. So and we apologize in advance. <laughs> we don't know how much right now this is going to cost. However, we have an we, idea. We have that an idea. We're going to know more as we continue. It will be under a hundred bucks. We know that. And it will be a fully comprehensive Windows 10 audio tutorial. Yes, it will. So, like with all the other documentation that we produce, we're going to start from foundational concepts. What is Windows? Why is it called Windows? Well, we're going to tell you that, and we're going to work our way through more advanced concepts. So we're going to really make it a hopefully very interesting experience. So if you want to learn more about Windows or how to use various portions of Windows, we have a lot of tools and tricks that we're going to share for you. And, and hopefully some things that are just entertaining and interesting too. Right. And this is going to be good for those Windows 7 holdouts that yep. don't want to go to Windows 10 as well. So this will give you an idea that it's really not that scary. It's also going to help you if you're just like, well, I'm somebody who turns on the computer and I know what command keys to hit, what keystrokes, and then I know to do X, Y, and Z, but I don't know where I am or what I'm really doing. I'm just painting my numbers. We can help you get a little more confident in knowing where you are, why you're there, and what you're doing when you get there. 
Exactly. This will be fun. This will be entertaining. And it will be up for pre-order, hopefully, around the time this podcast comes out. Yeah, it'll certainly be up by the end of the week. So be looking out for it. Again, check our news page, or if you're on the news list already, just hang out and wait for a newsletter. Because I will be sending out information in both places. The final tutorial or documentation for pre-order is going to be a tutorial on the Cubrail XL. Now, now we haven't done a HIMSS product tutorial in a long time, have we? Yes, the first HIMSS tutorial, which was really a Sendero tutorial, was on the Sense Navigation GPS product. But we have recently acquired a Cubrail XL. So recently we don't even have it in our hands yet. Yes, you're right. We don't even have it in our hands and we may not even have it by the time this podcast comes out. So it's going to be a relatively new experience for both of us. Definitely for me. Do you know I've never owned a HEMS product in terms of note takers? I had a book sense and I've had a Blaze ET, but I've never had a HEMS note taker. So you've never seen the braille display of a HEMS product. For those that don't know what we're even talking about, (laughs) which is possible. Possible. Exactly. Chris is one of these creators for, well, since it came out, really. I did. I kind of thought it was a cool concept. I saw one last year at the ACB convention, and I had the opportunity to pick one up at a decent price. So we decided to do that. And this is a Braille display with QWERTY functions. So by QWERTY functions, I mean function keys, arrow keys, windows key, control key, home end, page up, page down, anything that you would use to operate a computer keyboard. So you have a six key or nine key, as they say in the manual, Perkins style Braille keyboard, a 40 cell Braille display, and around that, you've got your function keys. So instead of learning a screen reader specific command to do Alt F4 to close an application, for example, you just do what? Alt F4. And it closes your Windows application. It's going to be an interesting concept. It's going to be something, again, that I've wanted for a couple years or however long it's actually been out because I just thought it was a really, really cool concept. It also compared to like seven devices. So that's going to be cool. Right. So you can connect to your iPhone, your Android phone, your Fire, your PC, your Mac. Are you running out of devices yet? <laughs> I am. That's how that's going to work. So, and we'll be showing you that in our documentation. Right. So we'll hook it to as much as we've got. It'll be kind of cool. Like I said, we've had the opportunity, and we decided that the device needs a tutorial. So since we will have one in-house, it'll be an interesting product to put out. In-house meaning it gets to go through the mail system back and forth so we can both play with it. (laughs) That's out of house. That's traveling. That's traveling to one house or the other house. And that is our discussion on products that we have upcoming. Yes, lots of goodies coming up. So we're going to try and have all this up for pre-order, both the Windows 10 tutorial and the CubeRail tutorial by the end of this week, the week of your podcast comes out. As I said, I will be sending out more information, so stay tuned or check the news page, and we will get that information out to you as soon as those pre-orders are available. Don't know yet how much the CubeRail tutorial is going to be. Had I to guess, it'd be around 49 so we'll see. Chris probably wants to look at it first, <laughs> make some ideas, and have some 
decisions to make there. But most likely the person who will have it in their hands during tutorial creation will be myself. So you'll probably hear both of us at times in it, though. And then you will send it back as soon as possible. Ah, uh, yes. See, that's what he's counting on. We'll see. So let's talk a little bit about, I guess, living alone and having an opportunity for sighted assistance. Or a need for sighted assistance. And you have a perfect example to share, don't you? Sure. I was here minding my own business, and my doorbell rings. And it was a contractor looking for work. The contractor said that I needed some shingles replaced which I kind of had the feeling I did. He was actually at my neighbor's house, a neighbor that I actually like. They were saying that they got up on his roof and were able to see my roof. And he said that I needed some shingles replaced and he gave me a price. And I thought, okay, well, I kind of had an inkling that I needed some stuff done up there. I mean, you don't go on your roof at all unless you're Santa Claus. And you don't see what's up there or what's damaged. So you kind of take people's word for it sometimes. He gave me a reasonable price, which I thought was reasonable. And we had high winds a few times this winter. So again, I thought that there was a possibility that this person was telling the truth. Which, you know, you kind of have to sometimes go by your gut instinct. But you, you also can't... got a strange guy coming to your door. You don't know who he is. Right. He might have ID there, but did you scan any kind of ID from him or anything like that? I did not, but he did leave a business card on the doorbell. And he told me that his card was on the doorbell. So I took it in, and I called Ira to verify that, yes, this was a contractor. This was his business card, and I had some decisions to make. And the decision was, do you wait, or do you have a storm come down and ruin your exposed roof or do you contact this person because again he did give me a reasonable price for what he was doing and accept the offer wait a second uh, before you go on i want to go back to determining that this guy was legit he was a contractor he had a business card made up anybody could make up a business card and give it to you and come by your door and try and sell you something but you already knew that he was doing it for your neighbor and that he'd been up there so that you could verify with your neighbor who you actually do know and like and could say, hey, how'd this go? Exactly. So and he, you're pretty confident that this is for real. Right. And he did mention my neighbor by name. So I knew for a fact that, yes, he was working with my neighbor. You know, you could always get scammed. People could go in someone's mailbox and find out somebody's name if they really wanted to. But Sure. I mean, he it, could take your money and run. It didn't seem like it was a... Why someone would go through that kind of trouble for a couple hundred dollars? I mean, sure. it really was only a couple hundred yeah, dollars. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like you were paying a couple grand right. or even a grand. No, right. It was literally a couple hundred dollars. I got his number from the business card, called him back, and told him, yes, I would be interested in taking care of the situation. I'll get to the, the irony uh, about it after I talk about what I did. He told me, he goes, I'm going to send my business partner over because they went and bought the shingles. He called me back. He told me he went and bought the shingles, and he was going to send his business partner over to drop the contract and to take the money. Here I am, no sighted assistance, and I'm thinking, okay, what would I have done 
five years ago. I would have called a friend if I could have. I would have called, you know, somebody that you trust, maybe a parent if a parent's nearby, which mine are no You could have called nearby. your neighbor. See if he was Could have called there. my neighbor, yes. Hey, what's your experience? But, you want to come over for two seconds and help me out. Right, but you don't want to get a neighbor involved. Or no, maybe. but I'm saying because this guy's already worked with these people. Right. It's not like getting a total stranger involved. Right, exactly. You already knew he had a connection, which is why I mentioned him specifically. Sure. In your case, you could have called a neighbor. I'm not saying you should always do it. What I ended up doing is I ended up contacting Ira, and I explained the situation to the business partner when he did arrive. And I said, okay, what we're going to do is I'm going to call a service that I have access to who is going to be a pair of eyes to make sure that you don't take two checks or this is a weird contract or what have you. And he was all for it. He was like, good, do it up, right? I said to him, I said, yes, it's protecting both you and me. So I don't accuse you of doing something you didn't do or you don't do something that I need to accuse you of doing. I mean, I didn't say those words to him, but I just said it's going to cover both of us. And he said, yeah, absolutely correct. What ended up happening was I used the Ira agent as a set of eyes. She watched him write up the contract. She took a picture of the signed contract. She took no notes of the check number that he was writing out, how much the check was, and she also saw him write out the check because my handwriting, the bank wouldn't accept it. She saw me sign the check. She saw him only take one check. And we then took a picture of the check while the check was not in the checkbook. So she was there to make sure that no shenanigans happened. And that was really a comfortable thing to have that person there that set of eyes there they have no skin in the game right and how long did this pro whole process take from beginning to end probably about 15 20 minutes mm -hmm. if that so giving people a time idea because ira is a paid service right and you could just be my eyes for that too you could just free service for that as long as you have the set of eyes that that person knows you have that set of eyes yeah you've got to be transparent about stuff like this Right. Absolutely. But you and also want to be sure you trust everyone at all ends of this transaction. Right. And it turned out good. I mean, they went up on the roof as we were creating the contract. They had a couple of workers up there. And the workers were fixing the shingles as we were finalizing the deal. So everybody was happy. They took the check. They left. They finished the work. And I haven't heard from them since. Which well, is good. how do you know how good a job they did? They're shingles. <laughs> you really don't know unless you go up on the roof and look. However, I'm sure that if I really didn't trust them, and it's the trust factor, I could call them right now and I could say, Mr. So-and-so, send me the before pictures and the after pictures because mm -hmm. they took pictures. Mm -hmm. They were very, very clear even when I was talking to the IRA agent that they had before pictures and they were going to take after pictures. If That's I, good, though. I'm surprised yes. they didn't send you those pics. So that they you didn't. Knew. They probably could or would if I asked them to. Mm -hmm. You know, he was willing to show me, but that's not going to do me any good. <laughs>
in today's day and age, I could have given him my email address and I could have said, email me the pictures. Yeah, your email address, your cell number, something, text and me said, the pictures, text me, email me. The reason I mention it is because if you want to know the quality or lack thereof of someone's work they've done for you, you then just ask, hey. And in some ways, a service like IRA or Be My Eyes could be more useful for that because you've got an objective party who, has, as Chris said, no skin in the game and can say, uh, this kind of sucked or this was awesome. This was and flawlessly if, done. If I was mildly curious, I could walk up to the neighbor's house and knock on his door and say, okay, how did they do for you? Mm-hmm. Yep, and, exactly. you know, he's going to tell me how they did for him, and then you know the quality of their work. Well, the reason that I mentioned this, too, in terms of work quality is you had something similar happen a couple years ago in that you called up a contractor that you found. He came and did work for you, and you later found out that it seemed a little subpar. Yeah, pretty much. But we won't go there because he's no longer a contractor. He decided to go back into the plumbing business. And my mother said he probably should have stayed in the plumbing business to begin with. Because oh, dear. He, yeah. But what do you, what can you do? You know? And, and well, that's the, why, again, you want to be really careful in doing your research. Talk right. to the neighbor. Go online. Look up reviews. I have a real problem with businesses that don't have some kind of online presence. I have a real issue with it in this day and age. Yes, that because is true. Because especially, yes, if I want to look something up and find out who you are and what you're doing, I want to be able to at least know that you exist. Whether I can find reviews or not, okay. I want to be able to find a presence about you online. Something that's more than just a Facebook page. Exactly. Yeah, not, a, not your Facebook page. <laughs> you know, something. Even if you've taken the time to put your profiles up on Yelp or... Angie's List or you know, wherever for some of these places. Right. We could have a whole discussion on how to, how to not put all of your eggs in one basket, so to speak. Like some people put up their Facebook page and they're a business and that's all they do. If Facebook goes away tomorrow, there goes your presence. It's gone. The only advantage of doing something like that is, though, that you will get reviews. Right. That people can go and read, which is good. You want to show that you have the... KLT factor in place, which is no like trust. Right. So what's the irony of your story? It poured that night. The rain just came down and came down and came down. And, you know, if you have holes in your roof, which shingles, you're basically dealing with the flat part of your roof. That could go... Depending on how long it's been that way, it could be really nasty, but it did rain and rain and rain and rain, and it rained the next morning, too. It rained the entire night. So it's just something to keep in mind when you're, you know, you don't think about some of this stuff, right? You don't think, oh, we got to go up on the roof every so often and check it out or, or have somebody do that or those kinds of things. So it, it worked out in the end. You know, I'm satisfied. That goes to another topic of discussion regarding some kind of, you know, getting sighted assistance when needed. And in the last podcast, we hinted about different solutions to help you manage your mail. And for those of you that have been following the podcast for quite a while, I would say, what, three years ago, four years ago, three or four years ago, something like that. I got a mailbox alert system for my mailbox so that when somebody opens up the mailbox door, a little chime inside the house 
goes. Chain. Was it in the podcast? Oh yeah, I think that was in the podcast. I think we did that as a podcast along with the doorbells. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I, believe, <laughs> I really don't remember that, but maybe I we did. I believe there was a mailbox insert something. We've done so many podcasts that sometimes they it run into a blur. should we do this and never do it? Or did we do this? And yes, we did. Check the archives. Right. But I'm almost positive it's in there as some kind of now way to, I'll have to, go look. to manage your mail. Because it's nice to know when somebody opens up your mailbox. If your mailbox opens at 1230 in the night, <laughs> you got a problem. <laughs> mailbox alerts have been around for quite some time. And they used to be really expensive. Well, yeah. A lot of them have. The ones I looked at probably 10 years ago were like 100, 150 bucks, somewhere in there. So basically what what a mailbox alert is, it's a little device that goes into your mailbox. And when the mailbox door opens, it sends a signal to something somewhere, somehow, that triggers an alert. Now, whether it's an audio alert or a visual alert or both, you know, that's what it is. So it lets somebody in the house know that you have mail. That you can go out, if you're expecting a package, you can go out and you can check your mail. Or if you're expecting that all-important letter from somebody, you can go out and check your mail. Basically, the point is you know that the mailbox is, in fact, been open. So now, mailbox alerts have gotten even more fancier than that. There are two mailbox alerts products that I purchased in the not too distant past. One is a mailbox alert that texts you and emails you so that when your mailbox opens, it connects to your Wi-Fi. It sends an alert to somewhere, somewhere, somehow that says, okay, text this number, email this address to let you know that the mailbox again has opened. I bought that one. It's a really, really nice Thing. However, it requires hardware to mount to your mailbox. So it requires you to drill into your mailbox. Probably at least three holes. One to attach the device to the outside of your mailbox. And another hole to run the wire to the two pieces that separate that go into the mailbox onto the door. And the other one is a little device that goes onto the door of the mailbox. And when the door opens it triggers an alert to a receiver inside of your house that then connects to an app on your phone that then can notify you using a push notification there are advantages to both systems one is easier to use one works and the other one i haven't got to work yet i haven't been able to get it onto my network the one that sends a text message when i received that one i couldn't get it on my network to save my life it just wouldn't work it turns out i bought it from amazon i didn't buy it new but it looks like according to the support person that i spoke to that it was a returned product because i asked him a question that he didn't have the answer to and i said why exactly was there a twist tie that wasn't on anything inside the package? And he said, I don't know. And it didn't come with any hardware to mount it to your mailbox, which most things do. I had a really nice conversation with him. He wanted to know if lights were happening. They were not. 
I used Ira again to look at that while I was on the phone with him. And what we ended up doing is for this specific configuration, in order to get the device on my network, they sent me another device and they asked me for my network SSID and my network password, which I did give to them. When I got it, I wanted to turn it on again and I still couldn't get it to connect to my network. So I called Ira and we have some of that that we can show you some of the call and we'll do that momentarily. What happened was I spent about an hour on the phone. With... Don't worry, we're not going to show you the whole hour. Don't no, be we're too not. scared. <laughs> to make a long, drawn-out story short, the batteries came undone during the shipping of the product. And that was one of the things that was said when the IRA agent was looking to help me to try and figure this thing out. She says, oh, well, let's try this again. And let's look and see if the batteries were, in fact, coming undone within the product. So I had to take the product apart with the screwdriver. Sure enough, one of the batteries, it wasn't loose, so you couldn't shake it and rattle it, but it was loose enough where it wasn't making contact. So once I did that, I fired it up. We were able to continue on with the process, and that product does work. It does, and we will link to that one in the show notes so that you can check it out. The other one we'll wait on because... Whether or not Chris can get it online, I do want him to show you the pretty sounds because it has built-in sounds that it makes. And you can also have it play your own MP3. So if you have a specific MP3 you want to play, you can either connect that MP3 via a flash drive or an SD card because you have ports for both. And it will play that for you when someone opens your mailbox. And that's the one where you just use... What, self-adhesive vel Velcro? Yeah, to... it's self-adhesive Velcro to put the little device on your door. So in the next episode, we'll give you an update on whether or not Chris has gotten the other one connected. And we'll show you the cool sounds it makes either way so that you'll know. Because you can use the built-in sounds, and there are probably a dozen of them or so, and they're real pretty. Or, as I said, you can use your own custom sound. So it's pretty cool. But yeah, the one if... that we're going to show you now is also pretty cool because it not only will text you, it'll email you too. And the nice thing about that one is it runs on four batteries, and when you get your email notification, it tells you how much of your battery level is left. That you need to go to the side of your mailbox where this thing is mounted and remove the batteries and replace them. And they're standard batteries. They're either double or triple A's. Right. So there's one more irony to tie all these stories together before we move to the IRA agent portion of the call. The IRA agent who was assisting you with this mailbox was also the same IRA agent, like, what, three days later, who helped yes. you with the contract. Exactly. Of all the IRA agents, he got Christy. So thank you. Props to Christy for all her awesome assistance for Chris this week. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Go, Christy. Yeah, but that was kind of funny. I almost laughed when she answered because I was like, okay, you're probably not going to like me, but... So we're going to move to Christy, and we'll be back in a moment. Free offer apply. From call her for free. From phone. Button. Animal document. Call her for free. From phone. Animal document. Agent. Calling agent. Document. Christy. Connecting. South, south duration. Zero hours. Zero minutes. Three seconds. Reconnected. Reconnecting. Thank Ellipsis. you for calling Ira. My name is Christy. What would you like to do today, Christopher? Zero hours. Um, Zero minutes. A couple 20, things. I've got a mailbox alert 
system thing and mm -hmm. I want to make sure what kind of documentation this is that came with it. It could be a label. I'm not exactly sure what I'm looking at okay. here. Let's see. Back away from it a little bit. Convert your device to Wi-Fi. Step two continued. Okay, so I'm going to grab a picture of this and then I'll go to the right side and we'll grab another picture. If that's okay. Ellipsis. All right, so go to the right side now. Okay, and we'll grab that one. Taking a picture, ellipsis. There's probably one on the extreme left Okay, as well. let's try that as well. I think I may have that one. Let me take a look. Okay. Yes, I have that one. Let's check the back. Okay. And then go down away, uh, closer to your right side. Got it. That's step three. Now there's a cord that's covering the instructions. Can you move that cord? Oh. All right. So now go to the right just a bit and pause right there. Taking a picture, ellipsis. Okay. So now we'll start on page one. Now this just says step two. Do you already have step one done? I do not know. It's kind of a weird situation because I'm not sure if they were supposed to do the first step for me because I had a, okay. I ran into a weird situation. All right. Let's go to move your camera to the left a little bit and pause right there. I have step one. Taking a picture. So ellipsis. Grabbing that. Okay. And then start. Okay. So step one says configure and test. Separate the sensor parts for two seconds by two inches or more, then bring them back together. Now get the thing out of the box. Okay. No. What? Okay. Step two. Open your phone and go to settings and choose Wi Fi. Okay. They may have already done this, but I don't know. Let me see. Open Wi Fi settings. So under choose a network, you're going to be looking for, it says my school device. But I will tell you, Metropolis didn't know in front of this paper I'm reading. What's that? So maybe Metropolis is the one you need. Oh, Because that's right. on a post-it on the front of the, your instructions. That's on the post-it. That's my network. So oh, okay. they may have already done that. They may have already done that, yeah. Okay, it says once connection is established, which may take a few seconds, it will open a browser window with alerts Wi-Fi manager. Uh, Let me get to the next photo. Click configure Wi-Fi. You will see a list of networks that my spool device can use. Select your Wi-Fi router and enter its password. Click save. So you're right. That's where it says Metropolis. They may have already done this part too. They then. did this. Yes, I believe so. Yes. Okay. So we're on to step three. Okay. It says create your account and set up text and email notifications. Okay. After How do we... Okay. All right. So let me read what it says next. After your device is connected to Wi-Fi, send an alert by separating the sensor parts for two seconds by two inches or more, then bring them back together. Open a browser window and go to myspool.com. And then it gives you a code to use for registration to create your account. Okay, so they gave the code. You're seeing that code, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I have it. All right, awesome. Can we do a team viewer? It might be easier and faster. Okay. Um, yeah, because they were talking about doing that for me, the Wi-Fi setup. Okay, my ID is mm -hmm. password whenever you're ready is... Go ahead. Just one second. Okay, uh, looks like I'm in. M-Y-S-P-O-L. Can I close your settings? Yes. For your sounds? Okay. Yeah. And okay. Looks like you have a participant video with Kim yeah. Loftus? Okay. Yes, I do. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, let me get her that out of the way. Just one second. I'm moving it off to the side. Okay. And Avast, can I close that? Get that out of the way? Let oh, this see. says their external drive connected. That's all it says. Never mind. Oh, we can leave. okay. New device has been released. Power failure alert is here. 
Okay, so it says go to myspool.com. All right, let's do your register. Yeah, I am going to need to close this if that's okay. It's covering okay. where the buttons are. Okay, okay, let's see. Troubleshooting, smart alerts and notifications, setup instructions. We've got that. We just need open a browser window and go to as your registration code. I'm going to set up and let's see if it does anything there. You can add a phone number, change message, and other settings at any time. Connect your die, create new account at my school. Okay. Username, what would you like to do? Okay. You can type it in. Got it. Okay, and your email address. Okay, registration code, let me get that. Okay. Okay, terms of use, do you agree to the terms? Sure, why not? Okay. Quite a bit, quite a lot of them, there we go. Agree to the terms, create new account. Okay, your device has been released. Welcome message with further instructions has been sent to your email address, it says. Okay, let's see. Okay, there it is, and we there just need is. to click on that confirmation email. Gonna go ahead and close, uh, click on that. That one? Okay. Uh, yeah. It says, this is a one-time login for and will expire on Thursday the 27th. Click on this button to log into site and change your password. The login can be used only once. We're going to log in. Okay. Okay, you've got your password. So now it wants you to create a password. Let me see if it has any parameters. It suggests make it at least six characters, lowercase letters, uppercase letters, numbers, and punctuation. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, go ahead and confirm it. Oh, it matches. Oh, awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to make your password stronger, add punctuation. We can skip that. Um, yeah. Do you want to upload a picture or anything like that? No. Okay. And you're in New York time zone, correct? Yep. Okay. I'm hitting save. Okay. The changes have been saved. Your current password's there. Your password. Do, 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 do. Okay. Let me check back on the instructions. Okay. They say log in. Okay. Then look for an email from AWS notification and click on the link provided to confirm your email subscription to receive alerts. So now we need to check email again. Okay. Now that team viewer just timed out on us. It was oh. having this issue yesterday. They were there given five minute sessions and then timing out and locking you out for about five minutes and then allowing you back in. They worked on it yesterday, got it fixed in the afternoon. It looks like it's happening again. Did you get one? No, I did not. Okay. I was gonna say, go back and you may be able to go to the website and go strictly right to your My Devices. Yeah, let me see, okay. Maybe we can skip the link and just go straight there. You're looking for My Devices and Configure Device. Should be able to add your phone, change message, and other settings. No devices detected, it says. Did you do the separate? Separate it I for did. two weeks? I'm going to try and reconnect. Just one second. Okay. Looks like I might be getting in there. Just one second. I am getting back in. No devices detected. Please log off. Connect your device to Wi-Fi. Trigger your device. Log back in. Same thing. No devices detected. Have you checked the batteries on the troubleshooter? It keeps saying there's something about batteries popping out in transit. Oh, goody. Now I have to figure out where my Nine seconds. screwdriver is. Yeah, uh, device worked at home, does not work when installed. Batteries popped out in transit. It's like the battery issue is a, an issue on three different things. Okay. I'm shaking it, and I think you're right. Yeah. It's a little rattle in there. I can hear it. Yeah. That would be why it's not working, I would think. Mm -hmm. It even says there's one part where it says the little tin pieces may need to be bent inward a bit for better contact. It sounds like they know it's an issue and there's just nothing they can do here. Here's some guidance. <laughs> so let's see. These are the two things we need to pull apart. So we're going to pull these apart. One, two. Mm -hmm. We're going to put it back together. We're going to wait our 30 seconds. I'm going to log back in. Okay. Fingers crossed. My devices. 
Anything? Ooh, configured device. Yay, batteries. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need. So we're clicking configure device. You've got your yes. email. What about your phone number? We'll put that one there. You'll send no more than one text every five minutes per device. Eastern device, active from, what, when do would you like it active from? 24 hours? You've got yeah. zero midnight. I think we'll do all 24 hours just because. Okay, we'll uh, leave it there. Always active is checked. Awesome. Okay. My spool mail alert. Optional. Use description as email subject. Do you want to do that? Sure. Okay. And then message. My spool mail alert notification. We don't want to disable notifications. We want to leave it there, sure. right? Yep. Okay. I'm clicking on advanced settings. Push button access token optional. There's none. Inter email interval is one minute. Move device to another Wi-Fi network. We don't want to touch that. No, That's we where we know it is, though. It's under advanced settings now. Okay. I'm going to hit save. Your device configuration has been saved. Now, in theory, if I pull these things apart, I should get a notification. Give you another alert. Mm -hmm. One, two, three. Come on. Come on. Let's see. It may take a few. Yeah. Send another I, alert. I got it. I, I got okay, it. I got it. I got it. I barely heard it because it's on, the, on our phone. My phone. Notification. Yeah. Uh, so that's just a short see. time frame. Notification. It's not bad. It says, please remember that portal limits the number of text messages sent to one phone every five minutes. So you may need to wait five minutes to get a second text message. Okay. So we won't be able to test it again for another five minutes is what it's I think Right. It's, yeah. But your email good. has no restrictions. So you should at least get an email notification. Let me see. Yep. There it is. Alert. Let's see what the That's probably says. the message saying you've confirmed. You just need to confirm this description. That's the one we were waiting for all that time. <laughs> oh, geez. I'm going to click on that now, if that's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Subscriptions confirmed now. Well, their interface seems to be accessible from when you and I were playing in it. Right. Which is good. And there's a lot of detail they give you on their websites. Uh -huh. So finding what you need is difficult. Let me, if you don't mind, go back to their website. Sure. I thought there was a way here you can do my account and see the alerts here. My devices. Yep, there they are. So if you go to my devices and underneath that, if you're on that page, it tells you the different alerts that have occurred. You should have, I think, my five or six of them I saw. Mm -hmm. Oh, 12.52 p.m. Well, now you have good advice for everybody. Check the batteries. Check the batteries. Check the batteries. Yeah, exactly. Well... <laughs> The good news is they didn't die in transit. Right. Well, thank you so, so much for your patience and time. You and bet. Congratulations on getting that completed. <laughs> thank you. You nice have a wonderful back day. Together. You yes. too. Bye now. Bye. So that's just an idea or some stories that may illustrate for you ways that you can use sighted assistance in your world and also a good excuse for Chris to show off a new toy because we know he loves to do that. So as I said we will link to this particular mailbox alert system in the show notes and we will share more about the other one and Chris's progress or lack thereof with it in the next episode. Hopefully this is something you will enjoy. It's really helpful I think as a person with low or no vision to be able to know when your mail showed up. In my case it's a little bit of a hike to get down to my mailbox. You don't have to go down there and go like crap still no mail? Really? So it can be really nice and helpful but I don't have anything like this yet. I'm going to see how Chris's experience is before I decide whether or not I care but it really can be a very helpful feature so hopefully some of you will enjoy this as well. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we shall see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.
The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. If you are blind or visually impaired and desire to discover how our comprehensive products and services may support and empower your assistive technology journey, we welcome your visit at www.mysticaccess.com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323. If you have something to share about this podcast episode, press 4 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com. Connect with us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mysticaccessempower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Your friends and colleagues may listen and subscribe at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy our episodes, consider leaving us an iTunes rating and review. Your comments are greatly appreciated. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode.